in the days of King Herod. Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for this child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. No, dear brethren, that as we have rejoiced at the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, so by leave of God's mercy, we announce to you also the joy of his resurrection, who is our Savior. On the 22nd day of February will fall Ash Wednesday, and the beginning of the fast of the most sacred Lenten season. On the ninth day of April, you will celebrate with joy Easter Day, the Paschal Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 21st day of May, will be the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 28th day of May, the Feast of Pentecost. On the 11th day of June, the Feast of the Most Holy Body and Blood, 
of Christ. On the third day of December, the first Sunday of the advent of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom is honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This year we close out our Christmas season with this with this feast day, this solemnity of Epiphany, where we recognize that through the worship and adoration of the three wise men, the Magi, that the Son of God came not just to save a small group of people, a chosen people, but instead came to save, offer salvation to the whole human family. But today I want to focus on a little different aspect of this story, and that is the faith of the Magi. So we just heard the story. It's a story that's very familiar to us because we hear it each and every year. So the Magi have recognized this star. And in their tradition, a star like this means that there is a birth of a king. And so they have come to pay honor and homage to this newborn king. And so they follow the star. Well, in their mind, kings are born in palaces. It seems like the star is leading them towards Jerusalem. And so they go to King Herod's palace and say, we're here to give homage to the newborn king. Well, we heard heard that that caused great distress to Herod and his whole royal court. What is this? Somebody is going to challenge my my reign as king? Someone is going to challenge our power as the leaders of the people? And so Herod brings in the religious leaders, the chief priests and the elders and says, so what are they talking about? And they said, well, according to the prophet, the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem, not in Jerusalem. And so this information is given to the the Magi. But then Herod does something interesting. He pulls those Magi aside in secret. So in other words, not with the rest of the court where they can hear him, but only those three men can hear him as he says, well, go and find out where the child is and let me know so I can go pay him homage as well. And of course, we know that is not his intent at all. Otherwise, he would have announced it to the whole royal court. But he didn't want anyone in the royal court to think that he believed that this is a king. And so the Magi left Herod. They see the star once again. And they follow it. And it rests over a stable in Bethlehem. 
What is their reaction? After all, it was faith that led them to follow a star looking for a king. But they came across this very humble, simple scene of a mother, a father, a newborn baby in a stable. There's nothing in this scene that would indicate this is a king. And yet, what did they do? They fell down in adoration, offering him homage, and then opened up their coffers, giving them the royal gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Their eyes told them this could not be a king, but faith told them this is the newborn king. And their actions showed that they believed that faith, so much so that when they were ready to leave, and in a dream they heard, do not go back to Herod. Faith, they accepted that by faith and went a different way, back to their home. This is the last time we hear of these three men. But what they did in believing that this child was a newborn king continues to resonate even to our day. We are in the midst of a Eucharistic revival, a multi-year effort that the U.S. bishops have decided to begin. And they decided to begin because faith in the Eucharist has lapsed. And I'm not talking about of other Christian denominations, I'm talking about Catholics. If all Catholics truly believe that Jesus is truly present on this altar every time they celebrate the Mass, this church would be filled to the brim. We would have to have probably five masses on the weekend to handle all the overflow. But as we can see, that is not the case. Belief in the Eucharist has waned over these years. And so they've begun this multi-year effort to try to revive that faith in the Eucharist. They kicked it off this past June, and the parish phase is, is preparing to begin. One of the efforts here at Our Lady that we have decided on for this Eucharistic revival is to focus on Eucharistic miracles. Some of you, as you walked through the, doors, the front doors of the church, saw the two posters on either side of the image of Our Lady of Perpetual Help describing one of those Eucharistic miracles. There's over 150 Eucharistic miracles that have been identified by the church and accepted as miraculous. We have decided to choose 12 of them, one a month for this calendar year to focus on. And today we focus on a Eucharistic miracle that occurred in Lanciano, Italy. Inside your bulletin is a summary of that miracle. 
So I encourage you to please pick up a bulletin as you leave so you can read through this. But the boards in the church actually have a little more detail and definitely more pictures of that miracle. So the story goes in the year 750 A.D., a monastic priest was offering Mass at a church in Lanciano dedicated to St. Francis. And in that church, as he is... Now, he is beginning himself to doubt the real presence. He's beginning to doubt what occurs each and every time we celebrate the Mass. And so during this particular Mass, as he raises the hosts for all to see, all of a sudden there is a change, a visible change in the host. Something occurs in that host that not only he can see, but also the people there in that church. And as well, something as well visibly occurs to the precious blood in the chalice. They are so awestruck by this change that they, that they don't consume that host, but they put it in a monstrance along with the goblets of blood in a clear vessel. And even to this day, you can actually witness with your own eyes because this has continued to be preserved. Not by any not by any um, efforts by us, but it's being preserved miraculously. So what did this change, what did the change occur? Well, in the 1970s, 1971 specifically, the Archbishop of Lanciano gave permission for a doctor to do some medical tests on both the consecrated hosts and the precious blood. What he found was the host had now become authentic flesh, human flesh containing of tissue from a heart, cardiac tissue. The precious blood tested out as human blood, human blood with a blood type of AB which is the same blood type of the man that the Shroud of Turin was wrapped in and a very common blood type of men from the Mediterranean area. The medical science showed that a miracle had occurred. Every time we come together at Mass, bread and wine become Jesus' body and blood. But to foster belief in this miracle at Lanciano, a physical change occurred as well, such that the host now has become human cardiac tissue. And the precious blood has now taken on all the physical characteristics of blood, human blood. Needless to say, this miracle has continued to inspire people to this day. 
I myself have visited that church in Lanciano. I have prayed before the monstrance where you can see plainly the tissue in the Luna and you can plainly see the droplets of blood that have now congealed together. My dear friends, why do we need these Eucharistic miracles? It is to inspire faith. In this case, the faith of a priest whose faith was waning, as well as a whole village. These Eucharistic miracles continue to inspire faith. Some of them even occurring in, in, the, in this 21st century. One of, the, one of them that we will, we will be displaying at some point during the year happened, I believe, in the year 2014. So very, very recent. But my dear friends, faith. Faith is what allows us to look upon bread and wine and recognize there is the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The same person whose birth we just celebrated two weeks ago. The same person who gave up his life on the cross for our salvation. That same person is who we receive every time we celebrate the Mass and come forward to receive him in Holy Communion. But to inspire these faith, God has chosen at different points to offer us these miracles, to remind us of the truth of our faith, that Jesus is truly present. My dear friends, I hope that this effort throughout this year will not only, will not only bolster your faith, but also the faith of those that you share these stories with. Jesus is truly with us, most especially in the Eucharist. That is what gives us hope and allows us to continue to love because the faith of our Lord and Savior is truly present every time we come together to celebrate the Mass.